Liberty Base here. The Eagle has landed. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth, and uh, we have a special guest on today, and I'm going to, it's Israel Hall, and Israel, I'm going to get you to give us a little bit of your, your background. I start reading your bio, and a couple hours later, I was still reading, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to kind of give us a little bit of oversight um, on, on where you've been, what you've been up to. Um, you're, you've got an amazing, amazing history, and I know God's going to use you in an amazing way here in the future. So can, I, can you give us a little bit about your background? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like I've lived 10 lifetimes in one, so I'll give you the condensed version. Um, I was born in Montana. My uh, mother and father were in uh, ministry uh, in Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, before I was born and a few years after. So after uh, living in Montana for four years, we moved back down. And my mother was a worship leader for Pastor Chuck Smith. And uh, my father was a assistant pastor under Chuck Smith and Romaine. And so kind of kind of came from the Calvary Chapel background. And um, uh, fast forward a long ways into my adult life. Um, I've been a musician and an engineer um, in the professional world for uh, going on about 20 years, uh, toured all over the United States, all over uh, Europe, uh, North, North America. And um, now in, in ministry down in the villages, Florida at Freedom Fellowship, I'm a, uh, an associate pastor and worship leader. I help produce television shows um, for Pastor Paul Begley and uh, Pastor Melvin Whittington. We have a uh, podcast and just uh, working for the Lord now. But I've, I've been through so much. And you know, with everything going on with Israel right now, my name being Israel, I had to come face to face with that almost a decade ago wow. and what it was going to mean in the future. Wow. You know, what, what I've, I've noticed, and I just recently met you, and it's, it was an amazing, it feels like I've known you for years and years, and I think it's just because of, <laughs> uh, but um, it was on an on a issue about Israel, about the war, about what's been going on in, in, that, in that war that um, on October 7th, that, that's a day that uh, I believe in my lifetime is going to be one that I will never forget for a couple of reasons. One, it was my birthday, but beyond that is when Israel was attacked. Uh, to a level that that has not been seen uh, since the Yom Kippur War, and um, that's how we met is um, um, in discussing how can we how can we help Israel? What can we do? And I'm going to kind of just I'm going to just kind of go into this just because of I guess it's a concern, but it's a very very big frustration. Is is what I found out, um, and this has been about a year ago. I have really started looking um, because it was looking like a lot of organizations, groups, colleges, universities, as we're now seeing, um, have have been very, very radicalized. And um, the the BDL movement, which is the movement to divest in in anything that has to do with Israel, that stuff is even being promoted by churches. So I started studying churches on every denomination I've, I've spoken to. Over 300 churches, every denomination you can imagine, throughout um, Florida, mostly some of in other areas. But what I started finding out was 50% of your churches, your denominational churches in America, 50% had no 
uh, political support nor theological support. Now, what I mean by theological support is they do not believe that Israel is currently uh, God's chosen people. They, they have some type of right. a theology. It's several different theologies. I won't get into naming them, but there are several different belief systems that they no longer believe that Israel is God's chosen people. Now, the way I read my Bible is when God makes a covenant, um, it's not a conditional covenant. It is God. Right. Um, he made a covenant with Israel. End of story. And it doesn't matter if you like it or not. That's what's that's the reality is God made that covenant. And it is is indeed God's chosen people. Amen. The second part is what I found out is is of those churches as well have no the, have no political uh, support for Israel. For example, um, they don't think Israel is significant in that Middle East. They don't think there's no value to it from a political um, position in light of the United States. Um, to me, that is a frightening number. So I've got 50% of churches that I could go in across America and um, the, the odds are um, half of those churches have no support, um, nor do they have um, a, a political support nor a theological support for Israel. And many of them are working against Israel. It's not like I just don't care about Israel. Many of them are working in um, in attacking Israel in, in many, many ways. And I just want to get your feeling about it, about where you came, you're coming from on your position on Israel, other than having a name Israel. Um, and I understand how that you would have to have to really come to reality of, okay, um, who are these people? And it, are they, are they God's chosen people? Are they still God's chosen people? And, uh, and what do I do with that as a Christian? Right. You know, um, have you ever bought in a car and all of a sudden you start noticing everybody else that drives that car on the road? Yes. Or yeah, you might not it, have noticed it before. Exactly. Oh, hey, there's, there's, my, there's my color model car. It looks just like mine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's essentially what happened with me. Um, growing up in church, you don't really think about having the name Israel. Um, you go out in the world and all of a sudden, people, uh, you know, someone just doesn't like you for no reason. And you're like, well, it's kind of weird. They just don't like me for no reason. Uh, and I didn't think about it for the longest time. But um during uh, during the Obama administration, um, some very crazy things started happening. It, there there are some, you know, this administration and that past administration really has a disdain for Israel. They really do, and they're supercharging anti-Semitism at the same time, trying to underhandedly give comments, give compliments, and and aid to Israel. So, um, I was uh, what really turned me around was 2012, 2013, 2014, and really 2015. Um, when uh, I was the subject of uh, some interesting things that happened in the Obama time where he was turning investigations and intelligence agencies on conservatives, like the Tea Party, right? right? They went after them with the IRS. Um, what I found out, and, and I was not politically involved in anything then. I was uh, playing country music, touring North America, having fun with my friends, you know, really not thinking any of that. But I would still read Christian websites, eschatology. I was still really interested and um, I wasn't going to church much cause I was touring a lot, you know, Saturday nights and I, Sunday morning, I'm on the road somewhere. So I would watch, um, watch church online. But, um, the, uh, the interesting thing was, is that if you were against the JCPOA, which is the Iran nuclear deal, if you were against that, what happened was, is that the FBI and Homeland basically put you, it doesn't matter if you were a congressman or a preacher or anybody, if you were against the JCPOA, 
that was the centerpiece of the foreign policy of the administration. So it kind of puts you in a program that you are set against the um, against the security of the United States. All right. And so they started uh, FISA investigations. See, we didn't know about most people didn't know about FISA investigations and things like that before the election with you know Donald Trump and all those things going on. But there was a lot of this stuff going on behind the scenes with a lot of people, thousands of people, where people were getting put on lists and getting investigated and they didn't know it and they had no recourse, right? And, and now we're seeing that, that you can be gang stalked and somebody can have an entire system set against you and, you know, set to trap you around every corner, as we saw with, you know, former President Trump. I mean, it's just that it's uh, another level of, of insanity. But um, I was caught up in a program that they were trying to uh, convince the public that there were right wing uh, Christians that were going to commit violence against Muslims. And. I only found out on accident. I had all these radical Muslims following me on Facebook, on Twitter, my YouTube, my 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 personal sites, and I was trying to figure out why in the world are these people after me? I don't make threats to anybody. I don't publicly bash people. I don't I don't do any of this. I'm just playing music and living my life. And I started things. People started coming out of the shadows at me. Okay, and I'm going, what in the world? And I started getting paranoid, thinking these people don't like my name. Like they might kill me at one of my concerts or something. And so I started getting very paranoid and, and started wondering what was going on. And the more paranoid and, and concerned I got about it, the more they came in and pressed in, right? Well, um, all I can say is that first time in my life, I really heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he told me, watch yourself. This is, this is the FBI. And I went, no, that can't be possible. That, that's not that can't be real because I don't break the law. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> you right. know, it can't be real. Right. So long story short, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I caught them. They were trying to entrap me and encircle me with people because AI, artificial intelligence, is a very powerful tool. I mean, if Hitler had AI, there wouldn't be a Jew left alive today. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. We know that for a fact. Um, and also, by the way, by the, by the time they invent uh, Islamic AI, weaponized AI, <laughs> I call it the AI Atola. If that happens, watch out because it's, it's very dangerous stuff. Anyways, um, there was a program that, that they ended up ending after I discovered it and started calling, uh, calling them out on the carpet on it. Um, there was a program that said that they believed that right-wing extremists were going to target Muslims. And so they went forward with all of the power of the full government behind in the shadows with secret warrants and secret courts trying to entrap people and encircle them to make it look like they don't like Muslims or they... They have something against uh, ISIS and they're, they're, they're labeling Obama as ISIS or anything like anything that they could do, tie up theories of conspiracy theory or or go all the way down to the end of the field with it. They were looking to tie people into that and they were setting people up. They were literally trying to set people up. And my name being Israel, the Lord told me and I discovered that this is true. My name being Israel, I lived in the northwest Montana, played country music. I used to shave my head just because it was a hairstyle, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've never been part of any group. I've never been in a militia, never been in a gang, never been in any hate groups, nothing like that. I love all people. I'm a musician, you know? And uh, you have it to, just right? showed me. <laughs> yeah, you have to. The, the hatred. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. I love all people. I, I love, you know, M Middle Eastern Arabs and, and African Americans, people of all. I have all kinds of people in my family. But I'm telling you right now, I saw the pure hatred of these people for Israel the pure hatred to set them up and to stack the deck against 
stack the deck against me and to make false accusations and set it up to where I was going to be targeted. And I'm telling you what, I ended up having people follow me in person. My, my computer's melted down. My phone is going bonkers. You're hanging up on me. Can't talk to people. I was getting it. I mean, you name it. I was under total attack and I had no recourse. I had no money, no, no connections. And I just had to depend on the Lord and, and, and being vocal about it, telling people like, look, I'm not going to stay in the shadows and, and let you guys just bully and kick me around. I'm going to talk about it and tell people. So that really opened my eyes to the, the hatred to Israel. But I started praying and the Lord showed me, well, look, look, look in my word. It says that these people are going to conspire that the name Israel will shall be no more that they're going to wipe it from the face of the earth, that that's the hatred that they want. They don't even want history. Forget, you know, taking down the Jewish state. They don't even, they want to erase the name from history. Right. It is a satanic driven agenda and they will never rest. And, yeah. you know, so I started thinking, well, if they did that to me, what are they going to do to the real Jewish people, the real people that they want out of the land, you know, out of Jerusalem, out of Judea and Samaria, out of the Golan Heights. They're setting up militaries against them. They're setting up, State Department's against them. They're, they're setting up the UN and everything. This is a gigantic agenda against God's people. So this really opened my eyes and my heart. And that led me over the years studying and, and praying, still continue on doing music. I toured with a, a, a Grammy Award winning uh, huge artist in Nashville, toured the world. And God led me down here to Florida and put me in Freedom Fellowship. And they have a huge support for Israel. We fly the Israeli flag with the American flag in our church. Uh, Pastor Paul Begley. Uh, is very good friends with Rabbi Yehuda Glick in Israel. Um, when Yehuda Glick was shot in 2014, I believe, um, he was in a coma and Pastor Paul got on got online and, and he told all of his followers and his video went viral. He said, I need all Christians around the world to pray for this man. You need to pray for Rabbi Glick because God has a plan for him. He is involved with with building the third temple and, and bringing, bringing things about that God wants to happen. And you need to pray for this man that he recovers. And when Rabbi Yehuda Glick, he told, he told me this in person in Jerusalem. I, I was able to meet the rabbi this past February. And he said, uh, when he woke up in the hospital bed and he had been shot, they didn't give him a chance to live, but he lived. And when he woke up, he thought, you know, I'm going to see what the media is saying about me. So the first thing that he saw when he typed in his stuff was this pastor on YouTube that had gotten millions of views that said to pray for Rabbi Yehuda Glick. And he said he was moved to tears. He had never had that kind of interaction with you know, evangelical Christians the way that he does now. And he was just moved that this man is a brother, that he prayed for him, that he loved him, and he didn't even know him. Wow. And so he, he got a hold of Pastor Paul, and he was crying. He said, brother, come to Israel. I want you to meet me. I want you to come. And he got to speak at the Knesset. He got to pray at the Knesset. Pastor Paul did. Um, so Rabbi Hudeglik said, you're a friend for life. I love you. You're a brother. I know we don't see the world the same, but um, but you're a brother and, and you prayed for me and asked people to pray for me. So all of that, and I knew about that. I was watching Paul's channel. So I ended up, God put me in his path to be able to serve under him and under Pastor Melvin. And our church is very pro-Israel. We are pro-America. Yeah. We are pro, we are for the constitution and we are for Israel. And that has brought us a lot of heat. Let me, let me back up to one thing you said real quickly. And I, I kind of want to expound on this. You made the statement just a couple seconds ago that the the government was setting up um, governments or nations against Israel. Yes. Um, Ten years ago, I would have said you're a nut. You're 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 yep. a conspiracy theorist, and you are yep. a nut. 
Um, I, I can't say that anymore. I, I can't say that anymore. I'm, I'm watching it unfold before my eyes. Iran is one of those. There's no question about it. And it's beyond them shipping a little bit of uh, a pallet full of money and, and, and some money to them. It's way, way beyond that. It's way beyond that. In fact, I believe some of the attack was some of the, some of our, some of our State Department folks ignoring uh, some warning signs that were going to happen um, intentionally. Um, I, I would have never said that, but um, I'm, I'm convinced that, um, that that's what's happening, especially knowing what I do know um, about what, what's going on. And it's, it is to the point where we as Christians uh, better get on the right side of this. And we better That's stay right. on the right side of this, no matter right. no matter what. Um, going back to kind of your experience with with um, people attacking you and, and the attacks, I'm going to tell you just a quick story. I'm not going to go into great detail about it because of of some of the details I can't. But I was, you know, I was fighting Common Core. I know you and I have got some education uh, space uh, together. Yeah. And um, I was fighting Common Core in the state of Florida. And uh, my, my directive was to, you know, to is do everything I could to eliminate it. So I was going all over the state. Uh, somebody had smuggled out a textbook um, in Florida. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It was a school board member because at that point you were not allowed, the public was not allowed to see the textbooks. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But one, somebody smuggled one out and... It had 46 pages of Islam in it. Um, it was a world history textbook, and it had two paragraphs of Christianity and, and Judaism in it. Now, I would say this. I mean, it's a, it's a world history textbook. That's fine. I mean, people need to, people need, or kids need to learn about, you know, the, our history, about our world history. But that's not what this book was doing. It was propagating, and I actually said the gospel of Islam. And um, so what I would do is I would get into these debates in com- with Common Core. And at the end of the debate, I would pull this book out. I'd just explain what I just explained to you. And then I'd hold it up and I'd say, if the state of Florida can't get this right, because this is in 50% of all schools in the state of Florida. If the state of Florida can't get this right, what makes you think the federal government can get this right? And it was, you know, it was a game over thing. I was so proud of myself. You know, I was, I was killing it. Well, November of that year, um, I started getting threats. And I mean, I'd always getting, I would get political threats and, and all kinds of, you know, we're going to do this. And I, I really, it never bothered me, but I started getting death threats. And I didn't think a lot about it until I had somebody contact me um, that said, Randy, uh, you're on a list. And I said, a list? He said, yeah, it's a hit list. And I said, what? And, and make a long story short, I had been putting on a list and majority of your major universities across the United States um, had, a, had a research paper, white paper as it was called, um, and they had my name in it as well as a number of other people. Alan West was on there, um, a, a bunch wow. of other people. And that was, I'd make a joke about it is, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored to have my name in the same in the same uh, list as Alan West did. You know, it, I put my family through 
unbelievable stuff. I can't even go into some of the details of it. I but, um, you know, every time I would get a death threat, this is what I did. I, I just I just laid it out. I said, Lord, you've got you've got this. You got me. If you want to take me home, I'm OK. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Yep. I'm fine. But every time I would get a death threat, I would go have I turn into a subject matter expert on Islam and I would go do wow. a seminar on Islam. Um, somewhere around the Ooh. around the state. And every time I'd get a death threat, that's what I would do. And I think they finally figured out what I was doing. And um, it, it finally kind of faded out and kind of died off and died away. But um, I, I definitely understand and relate to exactly what you're saying. Um, was it, you know, in my situation, was it um, perpetrated by our government? I, I don't know. I, I never looked at it from that that viewpoint. I do know that we had somebody in the White House was extremely friendly um, to that group. Yes. And um, a a as a result, um, you know, it, it was very concerning. And then I started watching, like you did, of what they're doing with Israel. What, where yes. do they stand with Israel? And um, I, I have actually given sermons that one of the points, there was, there was three basic things that God's going to judge our nation over. Um, and one of them is where we stand on Israel, uh, yep. because I think it's very clear in the Bible. I think that, you know, I will bless you that bless them. I will curse you that curse you. I think that that that's relevant today. It was relevant 100 years ago. It was relevant when Britain started pushing back against Israel. Um, it, it's yep. it's relevant throughout the ages and is re relevant today as well. Amen. I agree wholeheartedly. Um. <clears throat> Tell me some of the things that when, I mean, your church is there, they're out there on, 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 on the promoting Israel, um, supporting mm -hmm. Israel, especially right now. And, and tell me some of the things, number one, that your church has been doing. And secondly, some of the attacks that you've been getting as a result of it. Well, um, to make things recent about three or four weeks ago, the Shin Bet had discovered that Iran was trying to assassinate Yehuda Glick. Okay. They had complete surveillance on him. They were sending in people from Jordan and the West Bank, closing in on him, trying to find his schedule so they could take him out. And they, they could trace it all the way back to Iran and they stopped it. Pretty alarming. Well, if you're someone who texts Yehuda Glick periodically, about once a month, I've done some work for his foundation. Same with Pastor Paul. Those same kind of actors have their eyes and their their microscopes, you know, on us and things like that. And not a lot of people believe this. They're like, you know, you're not that important. Well, you know what? Somebody's going to be that important at some point to the kingdom of God and against our adversaries, and they're going to press in. So what we've, you know, in Florida, we've got a lot of, um, you know, pro-Second Amendment people. We go to our church, seniors, people like that. It's not as if we're going to face the same things that people, that Christians in other countries do where they come in and they just attack everybody. That's not going to work here. So what we have found in most of our attacks have been in direct energy, weapon attacks, um, cyber attacks, things of that nature. As soon as I started coming to the church, Pastor Paul was just coming to the church at that time and just coming on. Um, and our, our tech guy said we were starting to get hit with massive hacks. I mean, they were taking our website down constantly. Our video would go off, site would go down. Um, in the recent last couple of years, it got to the point where right at like 6.59 before we would do our seven o'clock program, 
there would be over 1 million hits on our website, like a DDoS attack. Oh, wow. And we don't have a million people watching our site. Right, right. I mean, we have like eight or 10,000, okay? So to have a million and we weren't prepared for that, we weren't at the level of servers that we needed to have. So we had to up that. We had to spend more money. We had, we've, we've just now in the last six months gone with another company based out of Florida and they have military grade servers. So that has mitigated the cyber attacks on our actual website. The problem is, okay, of course, we're shadow banned on Facebook and everywhere else, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> uh, Pastor Paul's still on YouTube, but he has to be careful. But Freedom Fellowship is pretty much where we're kicked off YouTube. Um, we have had, it's interesting how they will conduct attacks on you with AI. Uh, it will be a different thing every time. Whoops, sorry, I'm camera. Uh, it'll be a different thing every time to not establish a pattern. So we would, we would face things like... Um, uh, two minutes before our program started, boom, we would get a power surge and the entire building would go out. And all it takes is five seconds because what happens is all your computers go offline. That's right. Yep. And if your computers go offline, they go off the internet and that means your live stream goes down and that means all your people go away that were gathered to start your thing. Right. And so by the time the, the power comes back on, you turn your computer on, you wait for it to boot up, you log in, you get on the internet, you log into your account, now you're live streaming, now you've lost thousands of people, right. thousands, thousands, thousands. So they would do that to us. Um, another thing that they would do that I, uh, remember when the sound of freedom came out and they were knocking out air conditioners in theaters that were only showing that movie. Right. Yeah. That's been happening to us for about two years where every, about once a month or whatever on a Wednesday, right before our show, three or four hours before, boom, our capacitor would go out on our, on our air conditioner. And the capacitor is located outside in this unit. Most people's are. Mm -hmm. So we have, would just keep extra capacitors. We figured out we need to order these things and keep them in and put the fuse in. And people would say, well, you know, it's just your electrical. It's not our electrical. <laughs> it's not, that's not it. Um, recently, uh, my, my friend uh, works for a HVAC company and he said, well, what you need to do is you need to get a surge protector. And that surge protector will be in between the capacitor and whatever's going on and it'll keep it from happening. Okay, so we did that. Great. We didn't get our capacitor knocked out for two months. But then I come in about two months ago to do a show on Thursday night for David G. And his program goes over the air now in Richmond, Virginia on FM radio. And it was going to be one of the first nights we did that. So a lot of people hear it. And I go in and I come in there and it's 120 degrees in the studio. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, no. And all the power works. Everything works. But there's no AC. I mean, even the fan is going on the AC and I, I hear wind going, but there's nothing. So I go out and I look at the, the breaker box and everything's fine. I go outside on the side of the building and this thing had been lit on fire. I mean, the side of our building is charred and our building is cinder block and we have a metal roof. So it didn't catch our building on fire, but it would have burnt it down. This thing was melted to the core. I mean, it looked like something out of the Lahaina fires. Okay. Is I your, mean, just it, completely do you, melted. Do you mind if I show a picture of that? I, go for it. Please. Okay, I have a picture of it. I'll, I'll pull it up right now, but go on. Go on. Well, um, you know, we, we showed our HVAC guys and different people, and they're like, this is impossible. This should not have happened. There's nothing. We don't have any ground wires down. We don't have anything else going on. The line is fine. Everything's good. Why in the world did this happen? And people are just sitting there scratching their heads. We're talking about electrical engineers and AC people. They're like, this is, this is bizarre. And the way that it was melted looked like something came from the outside. And I've been telling our pastors, I've been telling people for years that I have personally 
uh, had direct energy attacks. I've had my buses shut down on the freeway as I'm driving all my electrical go out and everything shut down like from a drone on a tour bus. I have done, I've been on a soundboard in front of 10,000 people working for somebody in LA and all of my channels start changing names and my faders go up and down and I'm not connected to a network. No internet, nothing connected to it, no router. I know the exact model of board and everything. I'm proficient in these things. And people from the companies are just, they go, that's impossible. And I said, no, it happens to me. I just need your help getting around this. Um, I've been suffering for things like that for years. When I started working for big celebrities in Nashville, then it started, the attack started upping pretty, pretty hard, you know, and um, we'd go through things where people, uh, I would get a, a new job and their building would get hit with a power outage or something and a bunch of stuff. Would We've all seen the horrific, horrific images on television and on the internet and social media. Israel has lost 1,600 citizens, many of them children, women, babies. Many of them were tortured to death. And we as Americans want to know what we can do to help our Jewish friends in Israel. Number one is pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for wisdom. Pray that God will protect the nation of Israel. And then the second thing you can do is give. And we have a fund that you can donate to. It's on worldviewtruth.org worldviewtruth.org and we are supplying protective gear for the, the communities throughout the state of Israel. If you are interested in that, you can go to worldviewtruth.org, click on the Israel Fund donation and donate whatever amount you're able to give. And we will make sure that every single donation um, will help supply the needs of the families across the state of Israel. You see, the soldiers are battlefield. They are away from their families. So we want to make sure that the families are secure and safe that are in the communities. Thank you and God bless. In truth, we are back with Israel Hall. And Israel, we were talking about uh, some of the attacks that you, your church, has incurred, um, and you believe that very strongly that it's it's um, it's an intentional attack, and um, you're having AC units burn out, and some of the things you described, I kind of I kind of know a little bit about that that just because um, we have um, here on our campus we have I forgot how many tons of AC units, but it's a constant constant you know challenge on those AC units. And, um, you know, capacitors go down like maybe once every five years. They don't go down all the time like you're talking about. And, um, you know, things frying, that, that is, um, there, there's something beyond that. Surge, surge protectors, they stop that kind of stuff. Um, fuses, that's what the purpose of fuses and breakers are. Mm -hmm. But it's obviously something way, way beyond that. So go ahead and share some more of that information or things that you feel like that are direct attacks, quite frankly, for the support of Israel. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, there would be a list of things that would happen to us and it would rotate between between things. So we wouldn't get a capacitor blown out every Wednesday. And of course, we don't use our studio on Sunday mornings. We have a tent. So we would have things go wrong in the tent on Sunday. All of our power would be fine. 
everything would be great. And then right as soon as service would start, you know, stuff would just start going bonkers. We had the internet cut out on us one week where we had a really, really important sermon. And at 926, when I was on stage with my guitar on, all of the internet to our property completely cut out. We have three internet uh, lines and they were all gone. Nobody in the, else in the area had an outage, just us, 926 AM. And we don't have public Wi-Fi. It's only for staff. You know, we don't have like, you know, 500 people getting on a right, router or anything right. like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same business. So every Wednesday before we have our program, something happens. Either the internet goes down completely or we have a massive uh, power spike to try to fry things or we have the AC go out or we have DDoS attacks on our site. We were getting DDoS every week. We ended up having to get alternate sites and everything. Um, so it was a litany of things that just kept going on. Um, a, a really bad attack we had three weeks ago, there was a lightning strike, of one single lightning strike in the middle of the day. And it happened to hit in the middle of our property and it hit our internet node that all of our three different internet lines come out of out of the ground. And uh, an actual direct hit from lightning. CenturyLink came out and said, we never, we don't really see stuff like this too often. I mean, this is a direct hit on the ground hitting this thing. And it had to miss our lightning rod and everything else and hit this thing. And it fried everything connected to it. It fried our modems. It fried our wireless routers. It fried our box casters. It fried everything connected to an ethernet cable. Wow. And we've spent tens of thousands of dollars replacing things. And, you know, we have professional equipment. We have firm and power conditioners. We have backup batteries now. We have all kinds of stuff. It's to the point where I literally have to go through and disconnect little things every week and hope that I remember on Sunday morning to plug right. them all back in right. just to make sure something doesn't happen Saturday night. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've seen some really, really wild stuff. And again, it's because uh, we're relatively unknown as of right now, so they can kind of get away with it a little bit. The more we talk about it, like on a show like this, I feel like we're getting um, public awareness rates. So exactly. hopefully it will help with it, you know? Um, exactly. Let me let me ask you something else and down down a different line. We we as Christians have a have a strong biblical support of Israel. Um, yes. I, I am, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that regardless of what Randy Osborne does, um, God's people are going to win. And and regardless, but I just want to get on the right side and be on that right side. What are some ways that we as believers can change public's image of, of the support of Israel? Um, I mean, even in universities, it's amazing what's going on in colleges and universities across our nation. Um, I, I, it's, and the misinformation about Israel. What can we do as believers to, to help uh, promote God's people? Well, First off, you know, you're not supposed to, when you say you love somebody, you don't say, I love you, but. Right, right. right. I got okay. it. So everybody is is like, well, we're halfway into replacement theology. Uh, you know, we love the Jews, but you're really not saved. You're not going to heaven. Okay. You know what? The Lord says that all of Israel will be saved. He has blinded the Jews for our sake. We're the wild olive branch that has been grafted in. Paul already addressed this. The Apostle Paul, I mean, the biggest thing is Christians should start reading Paul's writings and understand our role as it is in God's kingdom. And uh, Paul, when he when he had the encounter with Jesus on the way to, to Damascus, 
he was an educated Jew. The man was was a was a scholar. So when he became born again through Christ, he immediately had the whole picture. A lot of people that when they get saved at their church, they don't even really understand the background of theology, of the Torah, of redemption, of sacrifice, of anything. But Paul, when he was Saul, grew up in the Sanhedrin and all the, you know, the the, um, the teachings, and he had a full view. Right. As soon as he was saved, he knew the whole bit. He had the full picture. Most Christians in our country don't have the full picture. We have the gospel, and we have grace, and that's fine. His grace is sufficient for us. But my people perish for a lack of knowledge, right? We need to understand that Jesus was raised in, as a Jew. He was raised, you know, he was going to the temple, right? And he taught people out of the Old Testament, out of the Torah. And the reality is, is that you can be a Jew and be a Christian. If you were raised as a Jew, you can, you can keep Sabbath. You can keep the laws. The laws will not save you. That's right. But you can, you can keep the law. You can dress the way you dress. You can have the things that are, are set for you in your Jewish heritage, but also be a believer in Yeshua and understand that that is your redemption. That's right. You know, that is, that is a completed Jew. So when, when Christians make fun of, oh, they wear the tallit or they, you know, they, they keep the Sabbath or they don't eat bacon, things like that, you know, when, when they say, well, we accept you, but, you know, you guys are still kind of funny. You're too religious. That's not, that's not, that's not the, there are some people in Judaism, especially the ultra, ultra, ultra red Orthodox that are very religious mm -hmm. and that are very strict and they're, they're hateful towards Christians. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their eyes have not been opened. Okay. They're, they're like our grandparents or people that maybe grew up in a really extreme strict church that you wore dresses down to the, to the ground and you wore suits every day and you wore a hair a certain way. We know those people still love us. Right. And we know that it was a different culture. The Lord still loves the people that are zealous for him. So don't say, I love you, but, you know, it, pray for the Jewish people. Stand with them. Stand with Israel. And the bottom line is a lot of people are divided because of fake news, because of fake news in the mass media, but also the alternative media. A lot of alternative media is wrong. And, you know, it's just like if somebody says, well, Americans are evil. Well, that's a pretty broad brush. I mean, I'm an American, you're an American, but you know, there are Americans that are evil. Right. It's the same thing that happens in Israel. They say Israel is a Zionist conspiracy and Rothschild, blah, blah, blah. And all these, there's Christians and conspiracy theorists that go off on that. And it's like, you know what? Israel has their bad apples too. They've got a deep state. They have a liberal point of view that that's, but that is not, that is not indicative of the entire nation, the entire people, the bloodline, the promises that God gave us. He already addressed that in Revelation, who those people are. God has gathered his people in the land. Don't replace Israel with, with the church or with the Gentiles. It is very clear in the Bible that there are two olive trees. Yes. One is wild. One is cultivated. We're the wild one. God did not say we replaced it. It said we were grafted. That's right. You know, that's so right. that's, that's what the Bible says. And if you believe the Bible, and, if, and, and by the way, if you think that the Palestinians should have uh, Judea and Samaria, then you don't believe what the word of God says. That's where right. Were, not only did he give it to them and he gave them Jericho and said, go take the land in Jericho. That's right. And, and, and it says in the last days that he will gather Israel and Judah back together in the land and that he will put his spirit in them. He said, I, I will bring you back from your graves and I will put you in your own land and I will put my spirit in you. You will be my people. What is his spirit? His spirit is the Holy spirit. They're going to have their eyes opened and they're going to have the full 
embrace of the Holy Spirit at some point. And, but right now, there's a lot of blindness right. on the Orthodox Jews part. But the Lord is going to lift that. And that is the last thing that happens right as Christ returns. Yeah, that's right. Let me ask um, another question. Um, colleges and universities across this nation that are coming out against Israel. Uh, many of them have uh, uh, Palestinian uh, groups, organizations, clubs, protesting. A lot of them are out there supporting openly, supporting Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They're evil. They're wicked. And we, our public dollars are supporting these organizations. What, what, is, what can we do to try to start curbing that? I mean, we definitely have to put pressure on our elected officials and on the schools. Um, I, I see there's a lot of financial support that has been pulled back from some of these right. you know, institutions, organizations. Um, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, your 401k money that goes into like BlackRock and Vanguard and places like that. They're now becoming these monster conglomerates that tell people, tell organizations, well, you need to support, you know, that's uh, right. Divestment. You need to support Palestine. You need to support you know, all these, you know, transgender agendas, or if you don't, we'll take all our money from you. Well, whose money is that? It's your money. That's right. It's your money. Take your money out of your form. K. Take it out. Take it somewhere else. There are organizations that will um, very, very specifically will not um, fund or support. And they will not invest in organizations that will support um, anti-Israeli movements. And, um, I will put one of those up there. Just so happens I know that one. It's called the Timothy Plan. It's out of uh, out of uh, Orlando, but I'll put that up there just for awesome. so people can can see that. But but that is a big that is a big problem. Um, money from everywhere is going in every direction to come against Israel. And it's amazing if people would see how small Israel is. It's so so small. That nation is so so small, and the eyes of the world are focusing on Israel. And people need to start looking at Israel. If you haven't looked at Israel before, you need to start looking at Israel. But you also need to take the the word of God and compare it to what's going on right now. Um, Because if you do, uh, there's no question that, um, that, that number one, Israel is God's chosen people. God's not going to let Israel go. And um, we as Americans better get on the right side of this. Our government better get on the right side of this or God will take right. this government, take this government, United States of America, take it away. That's right. And, you know, the, the armies that are gathering there and the assets that are being put in the region, they're not leaving. That's right. This war, this war isn't going to go away in a month or two months and then we pull them back. They're never leaving. This is going to be this way until Jesus Christ comes back. That's right. It says that Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling to the entire earth, that all eyes will start to be focused on this region. That's what the Bible says. It, right. it ain't going to change. You know, a lot of people have causes, right? Some people, are their cause is education, Christian education. Some people, it's um, the right to life. Um, some people, it's, uh, you know, protection of marriage, things like that. There, there are people that, that have certain ministries that go in a certain way. There are people that have outreaches to certain countries, to India, to Pakistan, to, you know, Argentina, to Russia, to North Korea. There there are people that have, you know, very focused ministries, Right. but we can all come together in this cause for sure. We don't all have to be focused on it like I am, 
I have a very special reason why I have so much going on with the nation of Israel and my support and my music and, and our ministry and our church. You don't always have to be like that. You don't have to be gung-ho and 100% about Israel all the time. No one's asking you to do that because, you know, God has a calling for you in a lot of areas probably, but everyone really does need to come together and support Israel, um, the nation, the people of Israel, the people of Israel and Judah, all of them, uh, no matter who's in charge, again, they can have they can have a president that we don't agree with or a prime minister, right? But we still need to support uh, their right to live and their right to the land that God gave them and gave them in the Bible. You either believe the Bible or you don't. It That's just right. comes down to it. That's right. And it does say, when, it, when the Bible says, I will bless those that bless thee, curse those that curse thee, and it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That is a commandment in the word of God. That's right. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And it, it talks about you know, being a, a burdensome stone. And all those who come against it will be cut into pieces. God is going to make – already we have redemption of whether you believe in Jesus Christ. That's a matter of our faith. That is how you are saved. But it's also Christians now. There's going to be a further dividing of wheat and tares. How do you treat Israel? Because yeah. the Bible talks about that. That's right. Right. Israel, I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking a little bit about this. Uh, we are going to be talking um, on another podcast about one of the organizations that um, that you work with, and it's a, it's a subject matter that's very very close to me, and I didn't even know it. That's the cool part about it. But uh, we're getting, <laughs> we're going to be discussing that. So, Israel Hoff, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and God bless you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Randy. God bless. Worldview Truth.